Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Robert Land, and welcome to Locked On Texans. And what a show we have for you. The Texans finally get that quarterback. In the, in the first round, it finally happened. They picked Deshaun Watson. They make the deal with the Cleveland Browns, move up for the 12th pick in the draft. And the Texans now have a guy that may or may not be the starting quarterback when we get it all underway in 2017. Huge show. We're about to run for you, Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien's press conference, followed by Deshaun Watson and, and his little phoner that he did right after that. And then you'll hear from Nick Sherrar for from ESPN. And, and then we'll get some fan reaction. The Texans fans at the stadium that were there for the draft party, what they thought. And towards the end of the show, I'm going to talk to Courtney Rowland from Rivals.com who covers the Texas Aggies and who covered Miles Garrett, the very first pick in this year's draft, the first ever Texas A&M Aggie that was picked first in the NFL draft. But first, let's hear from Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien on the newest quarterback for the Houston Texans. What said to you that, hey, we want to go and make this trade to get Deshaun Watson? I just think when you look at the young man and you study his 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 history and, and, and the things that he has had to work through, the adversity that he's worked through, the, the, the human being that he is, first of all, and then when you look at his history as an athlete, you've got a guy who was a, a – he's a winner. He's got that winning gene. He was a high school Gatorade player of the year. He's a state champion in high school. He's a, you know, a multi-time conference champion. He's a national champion. He's you know, Records thirty three and five or something like that. He throws for, you know, almost seventy percent of his passes, and and you know he just has a gene. And then when you watched him, or at least when we watched him, in the building here around our players, it was pretty apparent that 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 leadership trait that he has, um, it's infectious. And uh, and so we had conversations all throughout the day with respect to possible moves and what that might look like. And and then as the as the draft unfolded, you know, Bill and I kept talking about the possibility of doing it. Um, at various points and, and, and decided to, to make the move. Bill, you've told us for years now your characteristics you like in a quarterback. After you've met him, talk about uh, what it is about Watson that you like. Well, there's, a, there's many things, John. I mean, he's a winner. 33-5 uh, and five as a college quarterback, national champion. Uh, when, he, when he came in here, uh, well, I'll go back to the combine. When, when I met him at the combine, a uh, very poised guy, uh, uh, I felt like he, he was a guy that uh, answered the questions very honestly, had a good memory, good recall of specific plays that happened in his college career. Uh, and then when he came here uh, to, to meet with us here, he met with our whole offensive staff, and, and uh, it was impressive. He was able to uh, learn plays, uh, teach the plays back to us, uh, 
talk about his own, uh, you know, like Rick said, his own history, his own ability to come over, overcome adversity. And he's a very impressive guy. He's a very impressive guy. And, uh, you know, we're excited about being able to, to, to add him uh, to the team. Bill, you hear so much about his leadership, his poise, his command. But in terms of co- actual quarterback on the field, he's obviously very athletic. What stands out to you about him with the ball in hand as, as an elite college quarterback? Yeah, you know, look, I thought he was very instinctive, Brian. Um, good touch on the ball and various throws that he had to make and make all the throws. Uh, look, I think all these guys, uh, regardless of, uh, you know, who they are, I think as a just generally speaking as a rookie quarterback, you know, it's a big jump. I mean, uh, Tom is our starter, uh, and, and um, Deshaun will come in, and he's going to work hard, and we're going to teach him uh, and, and, and feed him a lot of information, and he'll work at it. Uh, the coverages are different. All the things are different. But when you watch the college tape, there were so many things that he did well uh, throughout his career. And, and, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was how well he played in clutch, clutch moments. In, in clutch moments in big games, uh, games that really meant everything, uh, national championship games, you know, big ACC games, the guy came through. When the chips were down, he was able to lead his team to victory. And I think that says a lot about a quarterback. In the end, you know, one of the things that we always look at is, is the guy a winner? And, and this guy is a winner. I don't think anyone can argue with that. He's a winner. And uh, that's one of the things that stood out to me the most. Bill, you guys have not had not many do have quarterback that moves the way he does. Uh, do you have to harness that? And, and what, how did he play at Clemson that, that transitions to the way you want your quarterback to play? Well, he did a lot of different things at Clemson. You know, they had a, a, you know, a diverse offense. You know, there's a lot of different types of spread offenses. You know, there's not just one type of spread offense. You know, he, he threw from the pocket. Uh, he threw on the perimeter. He ran the football. He, he, he made uh, great plays out of plays that you wouldn't think wouldn't be so good. You know, he, he was able to make something out of nothing. Uh, you know, as far as harnessing and things like that, you know, I, I don't really uh, – I would never use that word with a quarterback. You know, I think it's more about teaching him our system, uh, teaching him what, what, what we're all about here is relative to playing quarterback with this team making the best decisions he can make for the team. You know, that's the big thing about the quarterback in our system is making great decisions based on what's best for the team in different situations of the game. I mean, he can, he can do a lot of different things, and the biggest thing he's going to have to do coming in right away, which I know he's going to do, is to really just put his head down and go to work and, and really start to learn what we do and what it's all about in the NFL. Bill or, or Rick, um, one of the things that people who have rated this kid, uh, young man, talk about he's the kind of guy that can come in and change a culture. Not that your culture needs to be elevated, but did that kind of quality or trait about him, especially at this position, weigh on you at all, knowing that about him? I don't know about a rookie changing the culture. You yeah, no, we have a pretty good culture yeah. here. No, I know your you culture play too, hard. saying in terms of his character and what he brings to... No, he's a, he's a very... There's no question that one of the things that stands out to you about this guy is his character and uh, what he's overcome in his life and what he was able to do, like Rick said, in high school and then obviously at Clemson, uh, you, you know, his leadership qualities, all those different things. But I think in the end, just like every rookie, uh, he's going to have to step in here on day one and begin to earn the respect of a, of a, of a locker room that has a lot of great leaders in it. We're, we're proud of our culture here as far as how we approach every day here with our football team. Uh, we work very hard. We've got great attendance in our off-season program right now. These guys are working extremely hard, and 
and he'll become a part of that. And, and, and I think one of the big things for him is he'll learn about our culture. And I think he'll be a great fit in our culture. And that's one of the things I do talk to these prospects about is about that and, and how it's important as we add young men to our football team that they fit into our, our group. And, and that's important. And we spend a lot of time talking about that and investigating those types of qualities. Rick, I know Friday you had talked about your relationship with Sashi Brown. Had you guys talked about possibly moving up in the draft with him before during your conversations, especially seeing as you see Chicago trade up to go get Trubisky, you see Kansas City trade up to go get Patrick Mahomes. And I imagine you see those two things happen and you're wondering to yourself, all right, is Deshaun Watson going to be still around when we're picking? Yeah, I mean, those are the things that, that, that you are, 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 as a general manager, you're doing in, in, the, in the last couple of days, right? And so um, you're, you're trying to anticipate what's going to happen. And so, yeah, the foundation for this move was laid earlier uh, with, with Sashi. And, and you, you know, you, you've got all kinds of scenarios that you have to run to be prepared. Because as, as much as you think you're prepared when the draft starts, it, it, it's such a fluid process that you've got to be able to react. And, and then the only way to really do that is to be – in some respects, prepared. So we had had some conversations earlier, yes. Yeah. I don't want to beat this to death, but at what point did you realize this was possible? How did this kind of unfold, and what was the moment when you said, this is happening? Was it, was it pick 10 that it unfolded, and you said, now we can do this? We or? started talking about it around then, you know, around pick 10, to really think about doing something and, um, you know, and, and whether or not we wanted to do it. And, and, and so you have those conversations over and over again in the draft, and then, you, 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 you know, you, you you're trying to make a decision. And so, you know, once New Orleans made the pick, we, we said, hey, you know, I picked up the phone and called Sasha said, hey, we're going to do it, and, and, and that's kind of how it played out. Rick, you, always, you obviously always get to know these guys very well. Their families on and on. Watson has been through a lot growing up. What stood out to you about his family, his upbringing, his character that makes him so different or unique or his, his, his background so powerful? Yeah, I, th- I think one of the things that impressed me about, about the story um, – I guess as much as anything is when his mom had uh, to battle cancer and, and she actually had to go and do treatment in Atlanta. So he had to step up as a, as a young, you know, young guy and help manage the household. And he did that, you know, and, and he did that. And so it's just, I, I think that there are, whether it's down by a certain amount of points with not a lot of time on the clock in the fourth quarter or whether it's a situation with his family, this guy finds a way to, to 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 uh, speak to the situation and do what's necessary to, to to accomplish the goal, and that was impressive about him. Rick, uh, you, uh, Bill just mentioned that Tom is still the starting quarterback. Uh, you guys have moved up 13 spots. You don't have a first round pick next year because of the trade. You don't have a second round pick next year. At what point is he expected to? challenge for the starter will he compete for the job in training camp no I, you know I, I don't know that people really believe us but we're comfortable with Tom Savage as our quarterback and we've been saying that for the last several months okay so he comes in and he does exactly what Bill just described he learns and he gets you know he puts his head down he goes to work and he starts to try to try to earn the respect of his teammates and try to learn how to play quarterback in pro football so right now we're very comfortable with where we are with the quarterback position with Tom. Tom's going to continue. I, 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 like what, I like Tom's potential in this offense, like I said the other day. Uh, Bill, from a coaching standpoint, with the exception of Tom, all of the quarterbacks that you've drafted have been, be- uh, been veterans, been in the NFL for multiple years. In your experience, is there any advantages to teaching a guy who's a rookie and comes in with a blank slate, fresh, no bad habits? Is there anything to that? Well, I do think it gives you the opportunity to develop a guy, and I think that's you know that's similar to what what we're saying about Tom. You know, we've uh, 
we've developed Tom now going on four years, and you know he's had some uh, some injuries to deal with and things like that. But he, he's you know he's very knowledgeable of our system. He's had a real good start to the offseason program, and I think now with Deshaun coming in, you have a chance to really develop a guy as to how you see uh, uh, the NFL and how to play quarterback in our system and, and the the opponents that we're playing and the coverages that he has to learn and how our system adapts uh, from week to week and things like that. So I think there's definitely something to that. I know this. Uh, I've had a lot of fun personally the last two weeks going in there and coaching these guys. These guys are working extremely hard. I'm talking about the whole team. The quarterbacks have been here every day. It's been a lot of fun. And so I think Deshaun's going to come in there, and that's the type of guy that he is. He's, he's going to add to that mix, and uh, we'll compete. And that's, you know, going to the last question, you know, the whole, the whole thing here is about competition. We compete a lot uh, every single day, you know, whether it's in the weight room or on the practice field. I mean, everybody's given an opportunity to compete. You know, we, we have a number of guys on our roster right now that weren't even drafted that have been up on our 53-man roster in the past. So just to give you an example of how we view competition. So, you know, everybody will be given a chance to compete, but there's got to be a starting point. And the starting point is that Tom is our starter. We're moving forward with that, and then uh, Brandon and, and uh, you know is there, and then and then Deshaun comes in, and he begins to learn our offense and, and add to that competition. Bill, your offense isn't exactly the easiest offense to learn. So you take a kid right now who's learning a new offense. You're going to work on foot placement. You're going to work on so many different things. How difficult is that on the learning curve? And fans don't get to see that. You think that there will be a loss of patience because – of the move that you guys just made, that you got to put them in. Yeah, first of all, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess you know, people think that our offense is hard to learn, but you know, every every guy has come in here and really, uh, you know, done a good job of learning the offense. It's really about what happens out on the field on Sunday. It's the execution. You know, we we have to uh, do a better job, obviously, relative to last year of executing with our offense. But as far as the learning curve, there's definitely a learning curve with any rookie quarterback that comes into this league. It's just a different game. You know, the rules are different. The field dimensions are different relative to the hash marks and things like that. There's a lot of differences uh, in coverages that you see in our league. You know, the big difference is now you're playing against grown men, you know, and uh, things like that. So there, there are many, many differences, but we do, I believe, a, a good job of teaching these guys and bringing them along at the pace that they can uh, come along at, you know, the pace that they can retain information and go out there and be able to execute on the practice field. So to me, it's, uh, it's all about us making sure that we do a good job of teaching and they do a good job of retaining the information and being able to go out there on the practice field and execute. Bill, two specific things on Deshaun. Uh, number one, his picks being a little bit eleva- elevated this season, his interceptions. I want to get your thoughts on that. And two, just your perspective on his arm strength coming in. Yeah, well, first thing on the uh, intercept, you know, I think he uh, threw 41 touchdowns, and I think he had 17. And, you know, look, they threw the ball a lot, you know. And are there, are there throws that he wished he could have back? Certainly. We talked about that. And then there's certain interceptions that happen that, you know, they happen. They get, the ball was batted in the air, whatever it might be. So, look, quarterbacks, they throw interceptions. It's, it's not something that uh, you want to see a lot of, obviously. But he, he, he'll, he'll do a good job of understanding his mistakes uh, in practice here. He'll understand what we're teaching. He's a very, very knowledgeable guy just as far as being able to retain the things that we taught him in his meeting here. We had him for three hours here. He did a really good job of, of understanding what we're doing. Um, 
you, you know, I think the big thing about it, like I said, is really doing a good job of him understanding, us doing a good job of teaching situational football. You know, when, when, when is the time to take a chance in practice with that throw relative to checking it down and, and, and being smart and making a good decision for the team? And all those things will start to happen when he arrives here uh, next week. first thought when you heard that the Texans had traded up to get you? Uh, it was just uh, surreal, man. I, I couldn't really think about anything. I just started crying and uh, bawling out. So uh, it was just, it was amazing. Did you think it was a possibility after the way um, your pre-draft visit and your combine meeting with Bill O'Brien went? I thought it was a big possibility. Um, I knew that they were very interested, but I didn't know. With uh, the draft doing so much, I have uncertainty, uncertainty and uh, not really knowing what's going on. It was uh I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know if they were going to offensive tackle, defense, or, or quarterback. So I was just kind of keeping an open mind. Deshaun, how excited are you to play with DeAndre? I'm very excited. Just not not just you know play with DeAndre and Newt, uh, New, but uh, just be able to play with all the guys and um, have that defense and, and just be able to get in there and start working. Hey, Deshaun, talk about your character and, and being a winner. Uh, coach and, and Rick Smith spoke highly about your high character and your ability to win and close games. Talk about your leadership skills. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it just came natural to me. The way I was raised up by my mother, um, the way she raised me and made sure I went through situations and, and off the field and on the field. And, uh, you know, I just kind of stay poised and, and continue to, to lead the, the, the troops that I'm with, my teammates. And, you know, it just comes with the person I am. Sean, your mom obviously has brought a lot of leadership and inspiration for you uh, as a cancer survivor, what she did for you all. Just your thoughts on your mom and kind of what you owe to her to get to this moment. I, mean, I owe everything to her. You know, her birthday is Saturday, so I'm going to, you know, spoil her for sure. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just surreal the way. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. Deshaun, I met you last year and interviewed you at the Davy O'Brien Award, and you said whether you come out this year or your senior year, you would be confident you would be one of the first quarterbacks taken. What gave you that confidence just as a sophomore? I mean, I just knew the, the type of player I am, and I knew the type of work I was going to put in. And, uh, you know, I just felt comfortable with myself. I know who I am. And I just knew that, you know, one day, um, you know, I was going to be able to become one of the top quarterbacks in, in the NFL draft. Compare this national cha- the national championship to this moment. Uh, this moment is uh, just a little bit over that national championship, just because I'm actually you know living my dream and I uh, can officially call myself a national football player. The Locked On Texans Draft Show rolls on. I'm here with Nick Sherrar from ESPN 97.5, the producer over there on a number of shows. And Nick, we just heard from. Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith and their press conference and Deshaun Watson as well. What to you stuck out, I guess, to start off with from what those guys had to say about the Texans trading for Deshaun Watson? Well, you got to admit that it was a a real gutsy move by the Texans. Um, I think nobody could see Trubisky going at number two the way he did. So if you're a Texans fan, you got to be excited. You got to be super excited. You got to like the way Deshaun Watson approached us in the in the presser as well. So, uh, if you're a Texans fan, how could you be upset right now? Yeah, and then I went down to talk to the Texans fans. We're gonna hear that later in the show. And Texans fans, no doubt, they were super excited. Yeah. One of the things that they were excited about is the fact that you know, the, for the first time since 
we got to go back to Dave Ragone in the third round, and then before that, David Carr in the first round. The Texans actually draft a quarterback in the top three rounds, and the Texans are aggressive. Me and you were talking about this earlier. Rick Smith all of a sudden is an aggressive general manager. He's moving up to get guys in the draft. We saw this uh, the last couple of, couple of years a little bit with uh, some of the moves that he's made. And then this year, what he did with trading the, for the second round pick to get rid of Brock Osweiler, the aggressiveness to go out and get Brock Osweiler. You may not like what they did, but they were aggressive there. And then, and then this. Yeah, I mean, this is a win-now situation. Fans tend to have that standard here in Houston. So, yeah, these are the type of moves that I think most of us wanted to see from Rick Smith, from Bill O'Brien, from the Texans front office, and now they're starting to do it. I think one of the the bigger things that stood out to me, uh, besides the fact that Deshaun was the third of the big three that were talked about in the NFL draft in terms of quarterbacks, was the fact that his mom, you know, is a cancer survivor. You know, when you when you go through that type of adversity, that builds character, and I think that's the type of quarterback that the Texans need in that locker room. They mentioned the culture and how he would fit in the Texans culture, and they. They, you know, Rick Smith said they they had long conversations about it. That was really important that he was able to fit in the Texans culture. He's obviously got some character. He seems cool, calm, and collected. You can't be uh, unhappy if you're a Texans fan right now. Man, you also talked a little bit as the draft was going on, what you want in a quarterback. We talked about the fact we want somebody with some charisma that walks into the room and you know that he's walked into the room. And Deshaun Watson – you figure he's got to have that. And and one thing that I think was hammered home over and over in that press conference with Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien is they talked again and again about the intangibles, about what he did in the clutch, what he did in the fourth quarter with the game on the line and a national championship, uh, the type of things that he brings to the table that you could never say with Brian Hoyer or Ryan Mallett or Brock Osweiler or the guys that we've seen come in and out of here, Ryan Fitzpatrick, over the last couple of years. Yeah, that's certainly something that stuck out to me at the presser when Bill O'Brien mentioned how he responded in the clutch, dealing with pressure. I think that's the type of quarterback, or at least that is one of the qualities the Texans are looking for in a quarterback. Can he deal with holding on the ball long enough but not too long before throwing the ball? And I think you know when Deshaun Watson starts to play – you don't know what the offensive line is going to look like at that time. So you want someone that can deal with the pressure in the event they don't have all the pieces on offense that they'd like. A lot of things to talk about with this deal. One of the things that sticks out for me is, is he the starting quarterback when the season starts? They they were asked about it. Uh, You know, Rick Smith seemed to indicate more that Tom Savage was the starter, but Bill O'Brien says, yeah, it's kind of an open competition. You know, every every competition is open. He sort of indicated that it's a little bit more open than Rick Smith was willing to give you. He, he felt like, hey, Tom Savage, we feel comfortable with him is kind of the way he put it. But Bill O'Brien was like, well, it's a competition. It's always a competition with Yeah, Savage. and Rick Smith kind of know. I mean, he even said it in the presser. I, I know many people don't believe us, but we are very comfortable with Tom Savage at quarterback. Well, when you didn't have anybody, you kind of kind of have to be comfortable with Tom Savage. You had him and Whedon on, on, the, on the depth chart, and that's it. So you really, you know. I don't I'm not necessarily completely open to having Watson start start right away and get a lot of minutes but you know if that's the approach they want to take fine but just learning and soaking it in and just observing I think would do a lot of good for Deshaun Watson to start 
and then perhaps working him in a, li- a little bit later in the season, especially in the event that Tom Savage just completely, you know, craps the bed early on in the season, which I, we don't know that will happen. But I think if he just sits and observes a little bit, I think that will do a lot of good for Deshaun Watson. Coming into this before you, the draft started, what what were you thinking? Were you comfortable with Tom Savage as the starting quarterback going into the season? I kind of put my mind, I kind of put my mind into that. Like I, I going into this to this Texans draft here, I felt like I'm just preparing for them not to get a quarterback. So yeah, I kind of was comfortable with Tom Savage because I felt like they were going to make a move on the on the O line or, or get a right tackle or maybe even draft a safety, and that's what seemed to be the consensus. Around at least around the radio world, a lot of people didn't think they'd go out and get a quarterback. But when Trubisky went out as early as he did, and then Mahomes went to the Chiefs, uh, or was it the 49ers? No, he went to the Chiefs. When when he went to the Chiefs, uh, you were like, well, if the Texans are going to trade up, they're obviously going to trade up for for Deshaun Watson. So good move. I mean, you can't complain. This is a guy that everybody thought would go off the board first in terms of quarterback. So the fact that he, you know, the fact that we the, the Texans were able to. Uh, trade up and get a quarterback. I think there's a lot. There's a lot of time to to make some moves. Uh, you know, going forward in terms of the missing pieces. You know, whether it's a safety, whether it's a right tackle. I know you've mentioned right tackle quite a bit. Uh, I think there's still still some time. I think a good quarterback, if he develops the right way, can supplement a lot what you lack uh, on the roster in terms of offense and defense. So it'll be interesting to see how good Deshaun Watson does this year. It's a little surprising to me uh, Deshaun Watson was the guy that Bill O'Brien seemed pretty excited about. Uh, you know, you felt like he was pretty confident in that move because he doesn't seem like the typical Bill O'Brien guy, the stand-in-the-pocket guy, the guy that we've imagined right. that Bill O'Brien likes. You know, we thought he wanted that, you know, big six, you know, six, six, four guy that was going to stand there and take the hits and all that kind of thing. But, you know, this is a guy that's, not going to be afraid to scramble, not going to be afraid to get out of the pocket, not be afraid to make something happen, which is not something that we've seen much. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick could scramble a little bit. And, you know, we see it here here and there from some of the backup guys. But, you know, the guys that we thought were going to be the main guys in a Bill O'Brien offense, that wasn't the deal. So, you know, from that perspective, you know, I'm anxious to see how this this turns out because Bill O'Brien, he's – this is – I think this is his guy. It it feels like – as I watched that press conference, you know, Bill O'Brien showed a lot of confidence in that guy. And I don't, it didn't seem like it was fake. It didn't seem like he was, uh, you know, putting on a front or anything like that. He really liked what he heard from talking to, to Deshaun Watson. Well, I will say I was a bit surprised because I remember, you know, from what, from what I gathered and maybe the, what I picked up, you know, I felt like he liked Mahomes. I felt like there was a good possibility he was going to at least try to go for Mahomes. And that's not to say that he didn't. I'm not saying that the press press conference wasn't genuine, but it's coming off the first round uh, of the NFL draft. They just made a pick, and it happens to be a quarterback. Something you mentioned they haven't done in quite some times, at least in the first uh, three rounds. So, yeah, I think it was genuine, but at the same time, I think there was other – Mahomes could have been a legitimate option. They, they could have weighed in on him just as much as they did with Watson. But with the way Mahomes got picked up and the way Watson was left available on the board – it it just made sense. A lot of these decisions are not made until you know, they don't even know they're going to make this decision. We think they have an idea, a plan about the direction that they're going to go in, or the, uh, they have an idea of what they would like to draft. But when players start to go off the board, you have to start making uh, changes in your decision. So I'm going to say a little bit of luck played in, into it, but 
great job by the Texans. One of the things that also sticks out is Rick Smith has a pretty good relationship with the Cleveland Browns right now because he's made uh, two huge moves with this franchise. And if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, boy, you're paying attention to what's going on right now because they took a couple of guys at number one and number 12. They they trade away the, the the 12th pick, I should say. They take a guy at one. But basically, you're giving up your option to get Deshaun Watson. Uh, obviously, after they made the first pick with Miles Garrett, they, they obviously thought he was the better option over some of the other quarterbacks in the draft. I, I think they might have been surprised. Who knows? Maybe they thought one of those other two guys that they were looking at, Mahomes or Trubisky, w- were going to drop possibly to the 12th pick. And maybe they thought that wasn't their guy. But they, more than any team, are going to pay exactly attention to exactly what happens with Deshaun Watson and, and where it goes from here. Yeah, you, you should. And, you know, I don't know how Rick Smith, maybe he does have a good relationship with Cleveland. Uh, he's starting to look really good right now, especially come, you know, he, he got a lot of the credit when, when he made the Brock trade, and now he's going to probably get a lot of the credit uh, here. I, you know, I spoke to some media members in, in the on press row here, and they feel like Rick Smith was the one who made the decision, not Bill O'Brien. Uh, I'd love to get some more details on that. But, yeah, I mean, if you're Cleveland, why aren't you watching? I mean, we're going to find out within the next season or two whether this is a really smart or a really dumb decision because I don't see a middle ground here. I don't see, oh, he was, you know, he wasn't the worst thing. He wasn't the best thing or he's a gay man. I don't see that. I think this is either going to blow up in their face or it's going to be a good pick. Yeah, the thing about Watson is, you know, he looks like he's got that super high ceiling and then he looks like he could have that really low floor. I mean, you think... You think if you're a Texan fan, you go back to Vince Young, and everybody thought, why don't we go after Vince Young? He went to the Rose Bowl and and had a great Rose Bowl one year. He goes back. He wins the national championship the next year in dramatic fashion over the supposedly unbeatable USC team, Deshaun Watson. It's almost identical. You know, he wasn't in that national championship the first year, but – I mean, Vince Young wasn't, but Deshaun Watson was that first year. And then he faces the unbeatable Alabama Crimson Tide the second year and, and, and slays that team and wins it all. And you look at Vince Young's career and the first year or two, see, we got to be careful because the first year or two, you would have thought, oh, Vince Young, that's a great, that's a great uh, deal. That's a great right. pick. And then it, it kind of fell apart on, on the Titans and, and the Texans fans. You know, you got to be careful what happens this year, what you see. You know, Deshaun Watson, we need to see a lot of things from him. And more than anything, though, he's got he's a guy that's going to have to develop. And ha- you're going to have to see a guy that's sort of trending upwards over the next two, three, four years. It's going to be really interesting how he reacts to adversity. Now, we, we, I mentioned, you know, his mom being a cancer survivor, so he's he's no stranger to it. But when when things don't don't fall into place on the, on the old line, when they when he doesn't get the protection, it's going to be interesting how he, he responds to pressure because you're right. They're probably going to look for a steady progress with this guy. They're not going to want – Texans have always seems seems to be in a win-now mode, win-now situation. So uh, I think the progress is going to be steady, and it's going to be really interesting if he can keep it steady considering the pressure that's going to be thrown at him. I think there's going to be times where he's going to feel like things are not his fault and things are not going his way. It's going to be interesting how his character plays out uh, in the event, you know, things just don't fall in place for the Texans on offense. Before we go, tell people that weren't there, you know, the media reaction up in the press box when Deshaun Watson 
the move is made. They make the pick. What what was the reaction up there from the people up and down the road? Well, our very own Nate Griffin of uh, Channel 26, he was super pumped. He probably had the best reaction. I mean, I felt like I heard him more than anybody else. And then we did a quick video uh, on the podium there when right after the, the, the selection was made, and he seemed equally as pumped at the time. So I don't think he was the only one. He was just – he probably showed – the most emotion, but there was a lot. I mean, there's a lot of media members that are excited and surprised because I didn't think, I think most of them didn't believe Watson would be picked up at least not by the Texans. So yeah, I mean, right now this is, this is the first day of the draft. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of, I think for the most part, a lot of people are surprised that this happened, but for the most part, I also think there's a lot of excitement and they're positive. I don't think everybody loves Deshaun Watson. They like him. And that's partly because the quarterback draft class wasn't that deep anyway. So, yeah, I mean, media media members, I think, covering the Houston Texans on a regular are both surprised and super excited. There's people like me, I think, that are that are also kind of fans of the team deep down and want to see them do well. But let's face it, Nick, there there are people out that are excited just because, hey, it's a quarterback. It's a story. It's interesting. This might make the team exciting because, look, there are times We've seen it over the last couple of years. This team can put you to sleep with the quarterback play and the offense, the worst offense in the NFL last year. And you just want to see a team that's going to be out there and, and, and have a chance to, to make a play and do something exciting on offense. And, and that would be nice for a change. And Watson, not just with his arm, but, you know, with his feet, yeah. you've got that possibility. I did feel like that this year would it would have been a story regardless, right? Whether they did decide to draft a quarterback like they did tonight or – not draft a quarterback if they drafted a quarterback if they didn't draft a quarterback it still would have been a story just because of the success they've had without having a good quarterback I mean there were pieces on this team that really carried us the defense obviously carried the Texans a lot uh, last season so I think it would have been a story regardless honestly I don't know how long of a story it would have been if the, if they didn't draft a quarterback or maybe they just would have been criticized for most of the year but the fact that they did draft a quarterback kind of ensures it being a story for most of the season before I let you go, as always, I want you to remind people where they can hear your shows and you and all the stuff that you do. You've got a, a bunch of different stuff going on. I'm yeah. going to let you take the stage on that. Well, we'll, we'll just throw out ESPN 97.5, the usual suspects, 1 to 4 p.m. on ESPN 97.5. Follow at ESPN 97.5 or myself at the producer Nick on Twitter. Uh, great show with Joel and Barry. So, yeah, check it out, ESPN 97.5. Our man Joel Blank, an old friend of mine, uh, always fun to listen to him talk about the Rockets this time of year and a lot of other good stuff. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we got some fan reaction coming up. The, the, the people at the stadium after the pick happened, you're about to hear that. Then after that, listen for Courtney Rowland from who covers the Aggies for Rivals.com talking about covering and getting to know the first pick in the draft. Miles Garrett, Texas Aggie, goes number one overall in the NFL draft. Let me get your name and uh, tell me how long you've been a Texan fan. My name is Joseph Burr. I've been a Texas fan since forever, baby. What did you think when you heard uh, Deshaun Watson, the Texans were trading up and they're going to get Watson? Man, I think it was a great pick. I think it was a great pick. We traded up for him. I think he's going to do awesome. National champion, two-time Heisman winner. Uh, almost won it, but, I mean, he was there. I think he's going to be a great pick. I think he's going to do great for us. Was this the guy that you wanted? Was this the quarterback that you wanted from this draft? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all looking forward to it. We need a good quarterback. Hopefully he comes through for us. 
Your reaction on uh, Deshaun Watson? Texas 2 chain, and Watson is absolutely what we need. We need a quarterback. What did you think when you heard that the Texans were trading up? Did you feel, feel uh, like that was it? I absolutely knew they was going to get Watson, yeah. Was this the quarterback you wanted? Of all the guys in the draft, which ones were you excited about? The I Texas think Watson basketball? should have been gone. Yeah, he should have been gone already. He shouldn't have been there. How do you, how do you feel about the Texans now that they've, they've, they've maybe got a quarterback going forward? Do you like him? Do you like oh, Savage to start the season? Who would you like to see? I'm a fan, but Savage just, I mean, he's been too injury prone. No, no, I think we need to go forward with Watson. You're ready to see Watson already start the season? Absolutely. It's something new. We need to see it. We need some fire. We need some your young quarterback. We need that. Let me get your name and how long you've been a Texans fan. My name is Kevin Bailey, and I've been a Texans fan for about since 2003. You've been since they've been born pretty much. Uh, how long How long have you been wanting a quarterback? Since 2000, Since 2004. So, yeah, since the very beginning, uh, what did you think when you heard Deshaun Watson was was the pick? Man, I couldn't even speak. It was just, I can't even believe it. It's like, finally it's over. The wait is over. It's, it's time. Now, I've been asking other people, was this the guy? Was this the guy that you wanted of the quarterbacks in this draft? That was the, the, the only name on my mind was Deshaun Watson. What do you? What did you like about him? What, why did you want to get Watson? He has agility, uh, arm, arm strength. Uh, he has young legs. We just we need him. What about to start the season? Do you feel like Watson's the guy? Or do you want to keep with Savage and give him a shot at winning the, the starting quarterback position? Give, give him a little, give him a, you know a little test run, but but let Savage kind of show him the ropes for a little bit, you know. But there's no rush. Does this change your level of excitement about this team uh, this coming season? Absolutely. Joining me now in the NFL Draft Show is my friend over at Rivals.com who covers the Aggies for them, Courtney Rowland. And Courtney, really exciting for the Aggies. The first pick in the draft, the first pick overall is your guy, Miles Garrett. And it's the first time the Aggies have ever had a number one overall pick in the NFL Draft. And I wanted to have you on because you, you really got a chance to know this guy over the last few years and what kind of a guy Miles Garrett is. First of all, what do you think it means to him, this moment being the first overall pick in the draft? Well, he said, you know, he he wants to be number one, or otherwise quarterbacks and teams are going to pay for it, that's for sure. He's <laughs> a competitor. I mean, for him to be number one, you know, of course that means everything for him. He was number two, ranked by Rivals.com coming out of high school. And, you know, he was just humble the whole time. He was one of the top prospects coming out of high school. And, you know, I got to enjoy him coming up. Like, you know, through the whole recruiting process, get to know him then, and then all throughout Texas A&M. But, yeah, number two coming out of high school was still so humble about it and just wanted to go out there and prove himself. I guarantee you right now being number one draft pick, too, that he's still going to be very humble about it and is ready to get out on the field and just prove himself. You know, he's, he's got a lot to prove. You know, he's, he's got to show that, uh, you know, that, that – you know, people analysts were pretty much saying that you know, will he have that drive, that want to? So he's got to get out there and show that he has that want to. But I guarantee you, back at home in Arlington right now, he's so happy to be back home with family, with friends. That was always so big for him. Uh, what one of the most you know family family man kind of recruits I've ever gotten to talk to. One of the most family oriented guys at A and M that I've ever gotten to speak with. So you can just you know that he's just beyond excited right now to be back at home Arlington and sharing this moment with family, friends, coaches that he grew up with. 
unique personality as well. Tell me a little bit about what he's like as a personality. You know, you, you guys have, have produced with the Aggies, Von Miller, who's, of course, one of the, the best pass rushers in the league. And here in Houston, we have J.J. Watt. And J.J. Watt, Mr. Personality, uh, he's always a fun guy to, to talk to and to be around. What kind of a personality is Miles? Well, I knew right away that he was going to have a great personality when I interviewed him in high school, and he recited a poem. And I was <laughs> like, well, that's interesting. That took me, you know, I was in shock because you don't normally talk talk football with, you know, a guy talking, you know, future college programs and all of a sudden he he shouts out a poem to you so I knew he was going to be unique right then and there and then you get to know him a little bit more throughout college and he shares his you know love for dinosaurs and I I remember asking him uh, when Vaughn Miller won the Super Bowl MVP I remember asking him what would be better you know a Super Bowl MVP or you know being a paleontologist because he loved that was always his dream and he said well I don't know I think maybe being a paleontologist would be so super cool so that tells you right there how unique he is once again him being at home the number one draft pick that tells you how unique he is uh he, coach someone would you know they'd have the music blaring before football games you know the whole locker room be getting excited getting pumped up and he asked coach someone if it would be okay if he could wear his own headphones and he listened to you know old-timey music to help get him pumped up and then he'd go out there you know cream people so that he's a very unique very unique guy and on top of that just you know a, a very well-mannered and humble guy he's just an old soul it sounds like you know his music uh, i heard he he likes to write letters actual <laughs> pen them himself as well very yeah and for a while there throughout the season he you know closed out his twitter uh and you know just an old school guy wanted to do something that was better for other people well, i can be he said i well i deleted twitter because why you know why spend my time on twitter when i could be doing something to to help someone or better someone or better myself who does that everyone's on social media nowadays especially if you're miles garrett uh but Definitely a unique and old soul. You're right. Well, uh, look forward to the to the rest of the draft. We're just a, a couple of picks in as we're talking to you, but I know there's some, some other Aggies I'm sure that you're looking forward to, to being drafted. Is there anybody else, uh, you know, as we get later in the first round? Um, we'll have this up by the people have heard the rest of the first round, but who, who else do you expect uh, from the Aggies that will go in the, in the first uh, maybe three or four rounds? Well, you know, they had nine nine Aggies go to the uh, Combine. So a good showing at the Combine. You know, I expect Josh Reynolds to, to be up there. Uh, I expect, um, let's see, a- A&M always has some offensive linemen going out there. So there's definitely some offensive linemen to look at. Uh, the Ricky Seals-Jones is up there. So, I mean, there's a couple guys that – Give or take first couple rounds, I would say that they're going to be up there. So it'll be exciting to see where they land. Well, Miles Garrett, the first overall pick in the draft from the Texas Aggies. And, you know, I, I think the Cleveland Browns, they, they couldn't have messed this one up. I, I think they, they finally got one. We know that the Cleveland Browns got one right because Miles Garrett, from everything that we've heard, from what you've said, uh, they, they, they've done a great job. And, and Miles Garrett is going to be a lock cinch to be a really great player in the NFL. It'll be exciting to watch. I, you know, I hope he can do something special for the Cleveland, maybe turn around their season a little bit. That was Courtney Rowland from Rivals.com, who covers the Texas Aggies. Time to wrap up this edition of Locked on Texans, but don't go anywhere because I'm going to finish it all off with some more fan reactions from the stadium at the draft party on what they thought of Deshaun Watson's. We'll hear that in just a second. 
Just want to remind you, though, before we go, if your company would like to sponsor Locked On Texans, please let us know. We're looking for local sponsors, and we've gained a large and passionate audience. Our rates are reasonable and based on the number of listeners, so you get a great value. Just drop me a line at LockedOnTexans at Mail.com. And for you diehard Astros and Rockets fans, check out my Houston Sports Talk podcast where I head on everything going on in Houston sports. This week we talked to Ben Bose about the Rockets over at our Lockdown Rockets podcast on the network here. We're going to talk to him on Houston Sports Talk. We caught up with him. Go check that out, as well as Greg Lucas about the Astros. Lockdown Texans, of course, is all part of the Lockdown Network of podcasts. You can find it along with Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Be sure to put Lockdown Rockets with Ben Dubose in your podcast library if you're trying to follow what's going on with the playoffs and the Rockets making a hell of a run into the second round of the NBA Western Conference picture. If you've got something on your mind, email me at LockedOnTexans at Mail.com or send a message through our Locked On Texans Facebook and Twitter pages. Let's hear, before we go, from some more Texans fans on their reaction to Deshaun Watson, the newest quarterback of your Houston Texans. Let me get your name, and, and how long have you been a Texan fan? Uh, Daniel Beaver since 2002. You've been waiting for a quarterback for a long time. Do you feel like Deshaun Watson is the guy? I do. I feel like uh, I feel we, we chose the right quarterback, and now all we need is to build the O-line. Once we get the O-line, we got our defense going. Super Bowl, baby. We're coming. We're coming. I'm not going to say it's this year, but we are coming very soon. Watch out. Go Texans. Everybody seems to like the the pick is this the quarterback that you wanted is because i know uh, there are a couple other guys up there mahomes and trubisky and kaiser was watson the guy for you yeah uh, for me it was uh kaiser watson is the one i wanted but uh you know we'll we'll take what we get and i think it's gonna work out it's gonna work out for us and uh texas is coming texans are coming and they're coming hard and fast let me get your name and how long have you been a texans fan uh john michael smith about 10 years so you've been waiting for a quarterback as everybody else has with the Texans Man, for, for a long time. Since the beginning, yeah. What did you think when you saw the Texans were trading up and then you saw they, they got Deshaun Watson? I was happy. We finally did it. We needed a quarterback. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happened next. What did you think about this quarterback class? Was this the guy of, of the guys that you, you got a chance to see to, that, that you were most excited about? Yeah, most definitely. I was really excited to see Deshaun Watson. I've been liking him since college. You, you watched him play at Clemson, won the national championship. What do you like about him? Everything, arm, legs, uh, mobility, his game set, mentality, everything. What do you think is going to happen as far as uh, going into training camp? You got Tom Savage and you got him. Do you feel like uh, he's got a legit chance to beat out Tom Savage for the starting position? Oh, he's our guy, yeah, 100%. Would you like to see him as the starter week one? Yes. How much more excited are you about the Texans right now than you were uh, a few minutes ago? Uh, Way, way, way more excited. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.